This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 167-inch. On this episode, it's part two of our interview with Eric Appel, the writer and director of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hey, Ethan, did we have a pretty stinking majestic weekend or what? Oh, Dave, it was pretty stinking majestic for sure. I attended three Weird Al Yankovic concerts and I got to hang out with a comedy music legend. Yeah, and then I joined you for the last two of those concerts. It is always great to see Weird Al and the band put on incredible shows, but definitely one of the highlights this weekend was hanging out with comedy music royalty. And we also had a ton of fun recording some brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus centimeter concert review episodes, along with a few very special guests. Those and the centimeters recorded in Minnesota will all be available soon to our loving Patreon fans family over at patreon.com slash 2000 inch we cannot wait for you to hear all about this insane weekend yeah we are very excited for everyone to hear those episodes as the entire weekend like you said was magical seeing weird al performing the heart of amish country not once but twice getting to hang out with so many weird al super fans and of course the fun prank that weird al and his band played on us and the rest of the audience and you'll hear all about dave and i meeting Jerry Samuels and his amazing wife, Bobby. And so if you're not familiar with the name Jerry Samuels, he is better known by the pseudonym Napoleon the 14th. And he is the genius behind the demented comedy music classic. They're coming to take me away. haha, Along with many other demented tunes. Well, Ethan, I know we don't want to share too much about our weekend because we go into great, great detail on those bonus episodes, but do you think it's okay if I tell our listeners who the comedy legend that I got to hang out with is? Dave, spoiler alert, I already mentioned Napoleon the 14th. Oh, I know. And trust me, I am quite aware how iconic Napoleon the 14th is and what a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity it was to go to dinner with him, but... That actually wasn't the comedy music royalty that I was thinking about earlier, and I really don't want to leave our audience hanging. Uh, well, sure, Dave, go for it. I got to hang out with one half of my favorite comedy music duo. Wait, former podcast guest Bill Moomy, a.k.a. Art Barnes of Barnes and Barnes was there too? I'm pretty sure he wasn't, or at least not that I know of. Oh, Artie Barnes was there? No, silly. Ethan Allman, one half of the comedy music duo Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers. Oh, of course. Well, speaking of Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers, it's time for some Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers related news. At 7 p.m. Burrito Burrito time on Saturday, August 20th, Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers, along with Don Ferlazzo and Helen Marie, will play the Other One Brewing Company in Half Moon, New York. 
And before the show, be sure to pick up the most delicious vegan food in town. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York. Home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito and wizard burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. All right, let's check out what's happening in Weird Al-related news. Last Thursday, August 4th, Weird Al shared the news on his social media that Weird, the Al Yankovic story, will be making its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival's opening night. The 108-minute-long film debuts at midnight on September 8th as part of the festival's Midnight Madness lineup. And of course, Weird the Al Yankovic story is the biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al as written and directed by this episode's guest, Eric Appel. At this time, we don't yet know if this will be the only screening ahead of the November 4th release on the Roku channel or who may be in attendance at the world premiere. The Toronto International Film Festival's official film schedule will be released on August 23rd. And for the best chance to see the film, they encourage that you purchase a ticket package over at TIFF.net. Also in Weird the Al Yankovic Story News, the first official movie merchandise is now available at HotTopic.com. There are many different options, including various fabric color choices, all featuring the official movie poster logo. Now we've both received our orders, and the quality is that of print-on-demand clothing, so hopefully we'll see some more robust options pop up as we near the November 4th release date. And a few hours before LEGO Star Wars Summer Vacation debuted on Disney Plus at 3 a.m. Burrito Burrito time on Friday, August 5th, the Disney Music Vivo YouTube channel dropped a video for the song Scarif Beach Party. Recorded for the special and previewed in the trailer, Scarif Beach Party is sung by Weird Al Yankovic himself, and the single was also released on all sorts of streaming services including Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music. This appeared to catch Weird Al by surprise because when he shared the link to the video, he said, quote, um, so I guess I got a new single out? Hey, it's news to me too, end quote. While the song sounds great, it doesn't quite have the humor or Weird Al DNA of his typical music. According to the credits, while Weird Al sings the song, he did not write the music or lyrics. The lyrics were written by David Shane and the music by Michael Kramer, Roberto Prado, and Ali Fetter. The full Lego Star Wars special is around 45 minutes long and features an overarching story that ties together three flashback vignettes. The one with Weird Al starts around the 18-minute mark. The song does not play in its entirety during the special, and there is dialogue over parts of it, so if you just want to hear the song, check it out on YouTube or the streaming sites. And if you just want to see the parts with Weird Al and don't want the full context, watch from 21 minutes 45 seconds into about 25 minutes 30 seconds. It's important to remember that this is a special that combines Lego and Star Wars, so the target audience and humor is for kids and families with kids. Oh, and Ethan, too. Well, yes, but Dave, this wasn't something I would have watched without Weird Al's involvement, but I did stay up and I watched it right when it premiered. So Weird Al scenes are with Darth Vader and the Emperor, which is pretty cool, and it's definitely my favorite part. Now, Thomas Lennon and Paul F. Tompkins also voice characters later in the special, 
and they do an excellent job. So it's definitely worth checking out at least Al's parts if you're a fan of Lego and Star Wars and Weird Al, but I'm not so sure our adult listeners who are half undressed and eating chips off their chest would necessarily enjoy it as much as if they watched it with their kids or nieces and nephews. Shortly after the song debuted on YouTube, longtime friend and podcast supporter Joe Jaffa alerted the official Dave Nathan's 2008 Weird Al podcast news team. Thanks a lot, Joe. Now, if you remember all the way back to last episode, we spoke to John Bermuda Schwartz about his brand new book, Lights, Camera, Accordion, eye-popping photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1981 through 2006, which is coming on November 15th. And if for some reason you have been waiting, the time is upon you to get your orders in for the limited edition box set, which comes with deluxe box plus exclusive cover art and blue metallic book edges. And it comes with 12 frameable prints, six postcards, and a bookmark with images taken at the Bob Music Video shoot. And if that's not enough, there are two pages of Al memorabilia reproductions from Bermuda's personal archives. Plus, not only is there a numbered certificate of authenticity, the book is signed by John Bermuda Schwartz himself. So grab your copy right now over at 1984publishing.com for the low price of just $99 while they last. Still too much for you? All you need to do is skip your daily 25 cent gumball machine gumball for about 13 months and you'll be golden. Wow, that is super easy. I don't even like gumballs. You don't? Wow, you must be a millionaire by now. I wish, but for some reason I still buy them. Oh, well, Dave. Well, also last week, our very own cartoon-loving geek from Canada, Chris Sear, got a nice shout out from Weird Al on his Instagram account. Weird Al shared images of the artwork that Chris gifted him that feature Weird Al, the band, and Emo Phillips as superheroes on comic book covers. Chris drew Weird Al as Accordion Repo Man, Bermuda as The Spatula, Steve J as Waffle King, Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimmel West as Mr. Foil. And not to be missed, Chris also drew Ruben Valtier as Torso Boy and Emo Phillips as Professor Pentium. Now, our descriptions just simply cannot do Chris's amazing artwork justice, so be sure to head over to Weird Al's Instagram account and check them out. And in related news... Oh, that noise means we have a call on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. I mean, do we have to take that call right now? I was just about to tell everyone about this amazing surprise we got in the mail the other day. Well, Dave, according to the Canadian Podcast Commission Guidebook's chapter on voicemails, 27-62-27-27-27, if a noise is played to represent that a podcast official hotline has a voicemail, the voicemail must be played immediately. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we have no choice then. Uh, play that voicemail, intern Frank. Hey there, Dave and Ethan. It's your old pal Chris, the cartoon-loving geek from Canada here. Well, I'm really sad that you guys couldn't make it to the Toronto show at the Danforth Theater. But you know what? It's all good. In fact, out of the kindness of my heart, I'm going to tell you guys what you missed. Well, uh, other than the set list, obviously, I guess you guys didn't really miss much. There was a bit of trouble outside the front of the theater, though, as apparently your intern Frank's Canadian cousin Francois was out there trying to sell We Love Intern Frank t-shirts. But don't worry. Thankfully, the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaksmen were there just in time to stop him. And I think he's looking at about, oh, 27 years at best. 
But another cool thing happened to me. I actually got the chance to give some really great artwork to Al, his band, and even to Emo Phillips during the VIP. And he loved them. But I know what you guys are thinking. What? You went out of your way to create artwork for Al, the band, and Emo? And not us? Chris, I thought we were friends. Relax, you big crybabies. Of course I went out of my way to create some artwork for you guys. In fact, hopefully you should be getting it in the mail in no time. Unless, of course, your stupid intern Frank forgot to pick up the mail, or lost it, or threw it in the shredder again. In which case, kindly strangle him for me. Other than that, there's your uh, update on what you missed on the show. So, until then, I shall catch you guys later. Ciao! Chris, our cartoon-loving geek from Canada, thank you so much for the fantastic spatula message and letting us know all about the important stuff that happened at the Weird Al concert. We are thrilled to report that we did receive the artwork you mailed us, and it arrived completely undamaged by our intern Frank's dirty, grubby little hands. But just in case, we still did choke him a bit for you, Chris. All right, now on to these absolutely pretty stinking majestic drawings. Okay, get this. Chris drew me as the tacky titan, complete with the most tacky superhero costume that I have ever seen. And hey, I must say, I look really good in tights. My favorite part is that you're wearing a mask, so no one needs to see your face. Well, I'm just happy that Chris was able to correctly capture my huge muscles and my impressive physique. And he covered your obnoxiously hairy arms. What? What? My arms aren't hairy. Look. Look at them. Well, moving on to my drawing. Seriously, seriously, look at them. Do you really think they're hairy? <laughs> Chris drew me as the weasel stomper. Bad guys can run, but they can't hide. And look at that vicious Viking helmet. <laughs> and there's a barrel crushing a weasel's head. And I have this huge hose that shoots mayonnaise. And it's... Family it friendly, Ethan. Uh... I'm sure the weasel is just fine, kids. But we already posted these amazing drawings of us over on our Facebook group, group.2000inch.com, so be sure to check them out if you have not already. Last episode, Eric Appel, director and writer of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, told us about how he first discovered Weird Al's music and how he got his start in the world of comedy and show business. Let's pick up our interview with Eric Appel where we left off last episode, already in progress. Well, there is one movie trailer we do want to ask you about, but before we get there, I wanted to ask about, um, you did American Contestant with Bob Odenkirk, and uh, Dave and I are big Bob Odenkirk fans, so I'd love to just hear about that process. Okay, so um, so the first video that I did with Bob, um, I did a video called Craigslist Penis Photographer, <laughs> where... <laughs> Bob, and it was written by uh, Seth Morris, a really funny writer that worked at Funny or Die. And it was like a little documentary piece where Bob played a photographer who would take... So back on Craigslist, people used to post a lot of... There used to be a lot of like (laughs) penis photos that showed up in like the casual encounters section on Craigslist. (laughs) And, and, And Bob was a like photographer who you would hire to come take your penis photo. <laughs> <laughs> and like and and like the art the art of it was that he would make it look like you just took it with like a bad cell phone camera. <laughs> 
Um, it was such an insane concept. Um, and I was such a, I was a huge Mr. Show fan and just a, I mean, I was a Bob fan from, you know, uh, from SNL, from his cameo in Wayne's world Two, from, you know, like I, I, uh, you know, Ben Stiller show, like I, I, and, and even his standup, like I, I used to be obsessed. He had this standup special that was on comedy central, um, that I remember watching as a teenager where, and I think this was him. I hope that I'm not attributing someone else's bit to Bob Odenkirk right now, but where he was like just reading the, he was reading Bazooka Joe comics um, <laughs> on stage as his jokes and, and they were bombing. And he was like, and every time he would read a new one, he'd have to put a new piece of gum in his mouth. So by the end, he had like five pieces of gum. And it was just like a really sweaty, like reading, reading bad jokes. <laughs> And, and chewing lots of gum at the same time. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, so I was a, uh, so I was a big, big fan of Bob's. Uh, so I was so excited to, to direct this thing. And yeah, it was just like a day of like, basically me just pointing at a camera, a camera at Bob as he did improv. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then just saying like, you know, more of this, less of that, do this again. You know, um, I mean, that's, that's so much of what you do just directing performance just you're yeah. you're, you're um you know you're just kind of watching it and it's like your taste you know you're like oh i think this would be funny if you kept doing this or you know here's a new direction to take it in and yeah so so that video uh it came out really well i was uh, everyone was was super happy with it with it i think it might have won it didn't it, i think it got nominated for like a webby award <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> oh cool um but uh, but yeah, after um, after I did uh, that video, Bob started calling for me. Um, like, uh, yeah, the phones would ring at Funny or Die, and the receptionist would just come up and say, "Hey, Bob Odenkirk's on the phone for you." <laughs> like, what? <Nice. laughs> Bob Odenkirk's on the phone for me, uh, and he's like, "Hey, man, like I got an idea for a sketch." Uh, <laughs> you think you could uh, get a camera and come up to my house? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like we, we did, we did this one where he was, uh, he, so you remember Susan Boyle? Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember who that is? Yes. Yes. yes, yes she like yeah. sang that song. Yeah. She got pop. She was on right. America's got talent or something. And, and yes. And, and uh, anyway, he, and, and it got like, you know, 8 million views or something. The uh, Susan Boyle video. Yeah. And Bob was like, I want to play the guy that watched that seven, like, like he's the guy that watched it 99% of the views. <laughs> he watched it like 7,500,000 times. <laughs> and he was like a guy, he like lived, his, his character's name was Denny Chitterbottom. <laughs> and, he li- and he like lived under a park bench. Um, and he would like, all he owned was a laptop and he like stole internet from somewhere. Yeah. It was like, so crazy. It was like a news report uh, about Denny Chitterbottom, the man who watched the most views of Susan Boyle. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. So then after that, he had this idea for American, American contestant, which was basically like American idol. If instead of singing, 
the contestants just want to be a contestant <laughs> on this show. Oh, so it was set up. It looked just like American Idol. Um, uh, yeah, it would look just like the audition process in American Idol. And then people would come out and just say, you know, so why do you, uh, you want to go to Hollywood? I want to go just because like, I feel like I deserve it. And, you know, I put in the work. They're like, yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I don't believe you, though. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, it was basically improvised. Just got a bunch of really funny comedians to, um, you know, to come in and, and play the contestants. Right. One of whom was Tiffany Haddish. Really? Wow. And this, oh. yes. And this was a full, like, 10 years before Tiffany Haddish became famous. Um, and when when she blew up when Girls Trip came out, I was like, "Whoa, that's that girl that was in American <laughs> Contestant." Like I worked with her, and uh, and in fact, I just uh, I just directed um, two episodes of um, season two of the After Party for Apple TV Plus, where Tiffany Haddish plays um, this detective. Wow, cool! And it was my first it was my first time seeing her since then, and I was like, I don't know if you remember me, um, but. Yeah, I directed these uh, um, Bob Odenkirk videos, and she like went back and watched them, and you know, talked about how much fun that was. But yeah, it was re- really, really cool. But it was so amazing working with Bob. Like he's, he is just like one of the most brilliant comedic minds, um, and and uh, it's amazing to to watch him work. And uh, like I just felt lucky to be there. For it, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Like yeah. I, I contribute. I can, I contributed the very little, uh, you know, amount <laughs> that I contributed, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 watched Bob work really on that one. I'd love to talk a little bit about the uh, fictional film trailer for Weird the Al Yankovic story. How did you get involved with that one? Yeah. So, um, so I'd always wanted to make fake movie trailers that looked like such believable movies, they would potentially <laughs> fool people into thinking that they were real movies. And and for, for two reasons. One, just because it's kind of fun to do that. And two, because I was like, maybe someone will let me make a movie if I could prove that I can make something that looks like a movie and that gets people excited <laughs> yeah. to see it. <laughs> Maybe they'll be like, oh, this guy knows exactly what audiences want to see. <laughs> um, the first one I made um, was actually a, uh, I had a, 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 a human giant sketch that I wrote that sort of ended up on the floor that they, they couldn't figure out. There was a concept where it was like Willy Wonka, if it was a horror movie, um, <laughs> sort of like Saw, where like Willy Wonka would trap people in, you know, um, you get a golden ticket and then you end up in like a torture dungeon. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you, and, and, that, the, and that like the teenagers are what make the candy. <laughs> like, it's like a house of oh, wax. Type, yeah. So, um, so I I, uh, I had this trailer idea and, and I was like I don't want to do it if um, I was like maybe I'll do it at Funny or Die but I don't want to do it unless I can make it look real and the cameras that we had we were shooting on like a um, these Panasonic HVX two hundred cameras or whatever and they just don't you know they didn't look like film and it was right around the time that the red camera came out which was you know, a digital camera that replicated that film look and movies were like just starting to dabble in like shooting 
um, digitally because <laughs> it looked like film. Um, I there was a guy named Dustin Bowser who worked at Funny or Die who was a uh, an editor. He had worked on like a spec commercial shoot one weekend, and the director of photography was this young guy named Christian Sprenger, who owned a red camera package with um, a few friends. Uh, and they would rent it out to people so they could like have it for themselves to shoot projects with. Um, really a brilliant idea. <laughs> and uh, and Dustin was telling me, he's like, you got to see the footage that this Christian guy gets, man. It looks like, it really looks like a real movie. So I'm like, oh, I have this, I have this Willy Wonka trailer idea. It was called Gobstopper. <laughs> I got this idea for this gob, gobstopper movie, and yeah. uh, and I went out to lunch with Christian, and and you know we ended up putting this thing together, and um, we got Christopher Lloyd to play Willy Wonka. Wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, we shot shot this uh, shot this thing over the course of two days, and and I cut it together, and it like really looked like a horror movie trailer, <laughs> like a Willy Wonka uh, themed horror movie. And uh, so I immediately started thinking like, what's next? I want to do another one. Oh, oh, sorry. I should also say that that trailer got the attention of some folks at MTV who then hired me to direct a pilot called Death Valley, which went to series and was like my first TV credit. Like oh, that's wow. the thing that like got oh, me. Nice. That, that's what got me into directing television. It was the Gobstopper trailer. Um, so I was like, okay, what, 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 what's my next trailer? What, what's the next trailer going to be? It was so fun making this. And, um, yeah, everybody had a great time. Everybody was happy with how it came out. And the notorious B.I.G. movie had just uh, hit theaters. And there was a lot of talk in, in the press surrounding that movie about how they played kind of fast and loose with the facts. And, you know, Oftentimes a biopic will come out and it's about a person that's been dead for 20 years or just events that happened a long time ago where people have fuzzy memories of the chronology. <laughs> um, yeah. For the Notorious B.I.G. movie, like, he, it was like a maybe 10 years since he died. Like, these things just happened. They were so fresh in the minds of everyone. And, and and most of the people in that story were like still alive and thriving in their careers, you know, <laughs> um, uh, Diddy and the like. Um, so I was like, well, it would be really funny to make a, uh, a fake movie trailer where all of it's just like the, the whole story about the person is just completely. <laughs> 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 where it's like, we're not just playing fast and loose with the facts. It's just like. This clearly did not happen. <laughs> like, we yeah. know the story. Like people that know who this person is know the story of this person. I mean, or at least they should. Like, and uh, and let let's just like totally go, uh, you know, out of character for someone. And I'm like, who? You know, just trying to think of what artist to do it with. And I'm like, well, Weird Al would kind of be the perfect because it's it's a parody of biopic trailers and Weird Al's <laughs> the guy that does parodies and he also notoriously has this like life without controversy and like he's like a very right. intelligent person who's like seems very in control of his career and just you know um uh you know is just uh, uh it would it would just be hilarious to 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 you know do this thing with with Weird Al and make it look like he had this really sensational depraved you know, life. 
and uh, you know a hard, <laughs> a, a tough upbringing, and you know uh, scandalous romance, and you know all of those those fun types of biopic tropes. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is settled. I'm I'm gonna do this, uh, but I want Weird Al. Oh, I, I had heard about. I had never met Al before, but I had heard that Al is just like a huge comedy nerd himself. Um, right. That he, you know, people were like, "I'm sure Al has seen stuff you've done." Like, I, I, I actually, it's funny. I ran into this on something else. I, I worked with the Paul Thomas Anderson script supervisor before on on this pilot that I did. And, and I'm like, oh, what? Is, she's like, oh, pa- Paul's probably going to love this. And I'm like, Paul Thomas Anderson's going to watch this thing I'm doing? And she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he watches. A, yeah, he'll certainly watch this show. It's right. I'm sure he'll love it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Just the concept of, like, your heroes watching the things that you do. Um, right. But anyway, I, I'd, heard, uh, I'd heard that Al... Um, you know, just 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 generally a big a big comedy fan and a big friend of comedy and and um, I'm like, all right, well, I I had worked with Patton Oswalt on a couple of uh, videos and I knew that Patton was close friends with Al, so I'm like, I want to get Al's blessing before I do this because it's not just like I'm doing it about a dead celebrity. I'm doing it about Weird Al and he's you right. Know, <laughs> he's he's one mile away from where I am right now <laughs> writing this thing. Right, <laughs> I have to try to get to him. <laughs> um, so uh, so I um, so I reached out to Patton and I said, hey, you know, I sent him an email. You know, I have this idea. I did this Gobstopper trailer. I, I do these very realistic looking fake movie trailers, and I want to I want to do one that's like a, a, a Weird Al um, biopic. But I just want to make sure that Al is cool with it you know if if if, or if this is something that he would have wanted to do himself you know like i i just don't want to like take something from him that could have potentially been his just because he does parodies Mm. and um so uh i'm like you know uh just see if al's cool with me doing this so Patton, uh he's like great yeah sure i'll i'll reach out to him right now uh writes me back maybe an hour later and he says Hey, Al loves this idea, and um, he's wondering if uh, is is it okay if I give him your email address? He wants to reach out to you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he does. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, so I, I I'm like, yeah, give him my email address. I mean, within minutes, and it's funny, like knowing Al as well as I know him now. <laughs> of course, Al's so like on it with everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, he does not waste time Al Yankovic does not waste time Um, he immediately writes me and he says hey I talked to Patton I love this idea Um, I would love to work on it with you if you're okay with that wow Um, and I wrote back and I said am I okay with it like yeah of course you can work on it we can work on it together um and uh, he's like, you know, are you around to meet up for uh, uh, coffee? And I was like, yeah, I'm around today. <laughs> and he was like, great, let's meet at five o'clock um, at this coffee place. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'll see you there. And I'm like, what just happened? I remember calling my mom on the way over there. I was like, mom, you never believe where I'm going right now. I'm like, I'm on my way. Oh, oh, and I should also say that, like, I got my little brother 
um, who, who's 15 years younger than me, my half brother, um, I got him really into Weird Al and he like became absolutely obsessed, you know, and this was like, I was a, I was a huge Weird Al fan before the internet, you know, he was a yeah, post internet yeah post-internet Weird Al fan, so, you know, okay, you, yeah. you, you, know you could dive a lot deeper <laughs> into fandom post-internet. Uh, <laughs> right, post right. Um, so he was, like, Al obsessed, and, um, and uh, uh, yeah, so my mom was just like, I can't believe this. Wait till I tell your brother. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I go, uh, I show up at this coffee shop, and Al is, um, he's at a table in the back, um, he was not hard to recognize. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, anyway, he's sitting, he has his laptop open and, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, say hello, get past the, you know, the formalities and icebreakers. And then immediately he has like every biopic trailer pulled up on youtube already on computer. <laughs> like wow. you know, the doors trailer and like you know all of these things and we we um we just start like watching trailers together and talking about like oh this moment like you know finding the moments that um intersect with all of these trailers like oh every movie's got this every movie's got mm-hmm. this you know it's like all the biopics got have the song where um you know the artist comes up with the song for the first time. And it's like, it, and, it, and in the movie, it's like, it's so easy, you know, it's right. like, it comes, it, it's just like God touches them and the song just like pours out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, and just like the structure of the biopic trailer, it's like, you know, it starts out, it's always a troubled upbringing <laughs> and, um, you know, there's always some like family turmoil. There has to be that thing that lights the fuse, you know, of determination for <laughs> act act two of the trailer, which is like the big rise to fame. And you get, and then you get to play all the tropes of like, you know, this person is just wildly successful. And then, and then of course you have like, the next part of the trailer is like the scandals, the scandals <laughs> hit, you know, <laughs> and like the alcoholism or whatever yeah. it is. And, and then, and then of course it always ends with like inspiration, you know, <laughs> it's uplifting at the very end. Yeah. And uh, So Al and I just like, we, we came up with like a beat sheet for like, here are the things that, you know, we didn't have like a script per se. It was more, you know, we had like little, we had, all the lines of dialogue are lines that were scripted, but it was more like beats, you know, it was, it was written like a montage. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was so, and man, it was so fun to, uh, to, to come up with it together. I, mean, I still can't, can't believe it. It happened the way it happened. It's such a fun story. <laughs> it's insane. So it literally just, it was an idea. You reached out to Patton and then later that day you're working on it without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later that day, we were wow. like off to the, off to the races. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I went home after that, and then and then I went back into Funny or Die the next day, and I'm like, yeah, man, me and Weird Al like came up. I think maybe we like bounced it back back and forth a couple of times over email, just kind of refining the beats, and um, and then it came time to try to figure out how to cast it. Um, yeah, which took a really really long time. <laughs> <laughs> the it, it it felt like uh oh we're gonna make this video in the next two weeks right and uh and that was not the case um as aaron paul ended up being our phenomenal weird al in the trailer um 
right? We we took some really really big swings before we went to Aaron Paul. Well, let's can, can you talk about them? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we our, our our original idea was either Sean Penn or Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, jeez! Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm talking swings that are just like <laughs> ridiculous, unattainable goals. Like Sean Penn, it was just like an immediate like we, you know, I feel like we reached out to someone who's maybe just adjacent to his representation. And they were like, no, uh, Sean Penn's not going to do this. Um, <laughs> And then like Tom Cruise and like but but with, with all of these things, it takes time like that took a couple of weeks. Right. You know. Um, oh, yeah, we yeah. wanted to get like a big recognizable movie star, you know. Um, right. So, uh, you know, after that, I think the next person we we may have went to. Uh, oh, yeah. So for Tom, Tom Cruise, one of the execs at Gary Sanchez, um, this guy, Chris Henchy, is married to Brooke Shields. And like they were I think Tom Cruise was at their wedding or something, or they were at Tom Cruise's wedding. Like we had some <laughs> really thin, yeah. thin connection to Tom Cruise. So we're like, all right, let's try to go that route. And it's like, no, Tom Cruise is not going to do this. Um, yeah. So then I want to say that like, I think the only other name I could remember is Edward Norton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, who, who I think was like, close to engaging but he was like working on a documentary that he directed that he was like editing um so he was unavailable uh (laughs) i mean i don't know that he would i don't know that he would have done (laughs) right but but uh but anyway we're trying to figure out who that who the right person is meanwhile al is about to go on tour um this was the i believe this was the tour um where uh like Al's brain came out sometime during this tour, maybe that he debuted at the okay. OC Fair. I think, or maybe that was the following year. Regardless, Al, Al no, no, this must have been a different time. So Al, Al was about to go out on on tour, and uh, yeah, Al's brain was like a year later. Al's brain is two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine oh, okay. was Al's brain. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that was before. We, yeah, because I went and saw Al's brain at the OC Fair. And my mom flew out, and my brother, and like we all went to the show and went backstage. Oh, cool! And, uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember the timeline of that exactly how it relates to the trailer. But uh, regardless, Al was going on tour, and we were like, okay, Al wanted to play Tony Scotty, um, record executive <laughs> uh, from Scotty Brothers, in the trailer, and we were like, okay, let's um, uh, let's just shoot your side of it now. And then when we cast um, the actor to play you, um, we'll just shoot the other side of the scene. <laughs> okay. So Al, so we cast we cast uh, Brian uh, Husky as Ben Scotty, and uh, <laughs> we we shot it in this little tiny office, like in our Funny or Die offices, was which was the, like oh a yeah, house. <laughs> just like a little bungalow. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we shot for. I mean, for no more than an hour, you know, it was just a couple of lines of dialogue and Al listening to a boombox saying that kid's got the goods. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, 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 we shot these little pieces and then Al was like, all right, well, I leave for tour in a couple of days and, you know, hopefully we lock down, uh, you know, we lock down <laughs> an actor. Um, 
I mean, months, months went by and we didn't have anyone. And um, it's funny, I was digging through old emails uh, this morning and I found, you know, like an email from, you know, the head of Funny or Die that's like apologizing, like, I'm so sorry, it's taken so long to get uh, <laughs> to get someone for this. <laughs> like, just want to let you know, Al, we're still really excited about this and it's going to come together, I promise. And so... Uh, so anyway, one day at Funny or Die, actors would come in all the time, um, usually like not huge, huge, huge celebrities, but people that were like on the rise or had something to promote would come into Funny or Die and hear pitches from us mm-hmm. or just have like a general meeting with the writers. And um, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul came in. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. this, this was season two of Breaking Bad, I think. Was right. It? was on so it was a critical darling but the show definitely had not caught fire i, right. I, I want to say that season three is where it really blew up when it went to netflix yeah right before season four right yep. yeah 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 so you know i knew aaron paul from big love i watched big love on hbo and he played uh, amanda seyfried's uh boyfriend on <laughs> big love <laughs> and i was like oh i love that guy from big love and uh and I didn't really watch Malcolm in the Middle. I just knew Cranston was from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, I didn't really know yeah. him, yeah. Uh, his work outside of that either. Um, and they came in and, uh, you know, we, we you know, had some a bunch of dumb sketch comedy video pitches <laughs> for them. And, and, uh, and then they were on their way. That was it. Um, Brian Cranston did uh, ended up doing a video where he was an uh, Iraq war vet who couldn't smell farts. <laughs> he, lost, he lost his sense of smell. He had lost his sense of smell in the war. And everyone at this party, knowing that information, was just farting around him. <laughs> and, and, then, and then at the end of the party, he has this big meltdown where he's like, I know you've all been farting by me. I can't smell them, but I can taste them. <laughs> he goes on this big monologue about how he's tasted everyone's farts. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's really, really well done. It's really well done. It was done by uh, these guys, Matt, Matt and Oz. Um, um, uh, Oz Rodriguez is, is directing. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but Uh-oh. Oz is like, has gone on to direct. Um, he would, they were at SNL for years and, and, uh, yeah, he he does a lot of really great stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, so Aaron Paul, so maybe it was like a week after that meeting, um, Mike Farah, who who uh, runs Funny or Die, um, came in and was like, "What do you think about Aaron Paul for Al to play Al?" And I was like, "Well, I have never watched Breaking Bad. Like, I think he's great. He was great on Big Love. Like, right. I don't know, you know." You know, obviously we were we were going for Tom Cruise, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not that like Aaron Paul's yeah. incredible. I he's 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 a fantastic actor, and I had by the way I had never seen an episode of Breaking Bad at the time. You know, like I I didn't start watching oh, wow. it until season until I remember emailing Aaron Paul, or I remember talking to Aaron Paul on set of the of the weird trailer and saying 
yeah, man, I hear everyone's telling me about how great Breaking Bad is. I really got a chance. To... <laughs> it's so funny. Having that. And then I watched it, and then I, I like, binged two seasons in, like, two days, and I remember emailing him, like, I can't believe I hadn't watched it before we worked together. I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. You're so incredible. Oh, Jesse Pinkman's the greatest character ever. I would have had a mil- – I'm like, you're lucky that I didn't because I would have had a million questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. You're lucky you were just kind of like a guy that I, I just knew was a good actor. Um, anyway, so we're like, how about Aaron Paul? And I think Aaron was, like, nervous. Aaron didn't really – I think he was scared to do it at first. Or, like, he didn't Oh, think- really? Yeah, he was he was um he was like I'm not like a comedian, you know, like I could do a video like I, I don't know if he necessarily even really was that amped up on doing a funny or die video at all. Mm. Um yeah. and it was talking to him and I was like, you know, the 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 whole concept of this trailer is like we want this to feel like a real drama. It's not right. You're not hitting a bunch of jokes like you need to play these moments in the trailer whether you're drunk whether you're you know (laughs) happy or acting intimidating or crying like you need to play these at like the top of your emotional intelligence (laughs) and you need to you need to treat the you know you need to treat this performance like it is an oscar nominated um, (laughs) biopic and he was like all right i try you know I, i trust you guys um, and, uh, I think Al had watched Breaking Bad and was like excited about Aaron, um, too. Yeah. Uh, and so then, you know, he agreed to do it. We booked Aaron Paul after we got Aaron, you know, they say uh, oftentimes you get what if once one piece falls into place, everything else very quickly happens. Once mm-hmm. we got Aaron Paul, um, we cast this thing within days. Wow. The rest of it. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde was like a friend of Funny or Die. I think we had maybe produced a video for her. Um, she was t- totally into it, excited to play Madonna. Um, Mary Steenburgen, we had a relationship with because um, she was in uh, Step Brothers, which, mm. you know, was produced by yeah. our, our parent company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, uh, and you know, she was the mom and elf as well. Uh, Gary Cole, um, was, mm. uh, Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega Nights. <laughs> so like we had the connection with, with him as well. So like he came on board, um, and then Patton as Dr. Demento. Um, right. Which is perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> which is perfect. Yeah. Um, Patton was like, incredibly excited to play uh dr demento <laughs> in this trailer and yeah so then so then the whole thing was uh w- was put together so we started you know building out the um the shoot schedule and the production side of it um we shot it in three days uh, oh wow um three days or, or maybe no two two or three days might have been two days I don't know. We were on. We 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 were at these uh these really uh, crummy stages in L.A. called Willow Studios. Apologies if anyone from Willow Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are like um, the first time that I we shot Gobstopper there as well in the basement because it looks like a real torture dungeon. <laughs> and uh, and and they were and while we were shooting the Gobstopper trailer with Christopher Lloyd downstairs. Two floors up, they were shooting pornography. <laughs> so, oh no! <laughs> so that that tells you what what kind of studio 
<laughs> Willow, Willow is. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, so anyway, we, um, uh, yeah, we, we, we scheduled it out. We, we shot, um, I mean, almost everything in that, uh, at, at Willow, um, the, uh, the parents' house is in there. Um, the concert scenes in that trailer are where are, are in like a living room. Oh, really? Space. Oh, really? Wow. They have huh. like a two foot, maybe elevated stage in this like sort of living room loft area on the second floor of the building. And we just, you know, with really creative lighting, um, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, camera work, you know, we managed to make it look like it's actually a concert. We had like maybe 40 background people, which are just like people that showed up because I sent out an email blast to like everyone at the UCB theater. And I'm like, if you're a Weird Al fan, come to set. Wow. Come to set and you'll get to meet Al because he'll be there and he's going to be just like hanging out on set and watching. Um, Al just like hung hung out and and you know, basically kind of stayed out of the way and like um, was just filming behind the scenes stuff just for himself on like a little flip video camera. Okay. Oh um, wow. Yeah, because this is before uh, cell phone video cameras were really good. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so we shot that there. We shot um, yeah, just we used like every corner of that building that we were in you know there's the hallway that he's walking down as all the fans are grabbing at him um uh the madonna stuff however was on a different day the madonna stuff was at a hotel we just got like a hotel room um this little crappy motel room in in hollywood on um on western and hollywood boulevard i think um and uh yeah, we shot those. And I remember Aaron Paul was riding uh he came to set on uh looked like a bat mo- bat cycle. He was on like one of those <laughs> oh, motor- really? wow. He was on one of those motorcycles that has the two wheels in the front. Oh, you weird. know like it's like a three-wheeler, oh, yeah, yeah. like one of yeah. those like backwards three-wheelers. <laughs> yeah, like a Can-Am, yeah. Yeah. And I was like this guy's cool. <laughs> this rules. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly the guy that should be playing this version of Weird Al. Right. Right now. <laughs> I can't imagine. Could you imagine Al like rolling up on a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. He did do that Circus of the Stars thing. Yeah. He does like a little oh, yeah. dangerously. Which I learned about, by the way, uh, just, just to digress for a, a, a moment, I learned about that Circus of the Stars performance um, from listening to your podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and like pulled it up on YouTube and just could, I could not believe that. What an insane, it's horrifying. (laughs) It's horrifying. It is hard to watch. Yeah. Really is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I brought it up to Alan. It's like, even he, he's even just like, yeah, I don't really like thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was pre wife, pre kids. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so... Well, we need to stop the interview right there again. We will be back next episode for the exciting conclusion of our interview with Eric Appel, writer and director of the upcoming movie, We're the Al Yankovic Story, starring Daniel Radcliffe and available starting November 4th on the Roku channel. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. 
not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also time to celebrate! This coming Saturday, August 13th, is the 31st annual Darwin Twine Ball Celebration. The excitement starts right at 7.30 a.m. Twine Ball time sharp with the traditional 3.3 mile Twine K race. Other events include a craft fair, raffle, sand volleyball, kids pedal tractor pull, beanbag tournament, and a parade featuring local royalty including horses, area floats, antique cars, tractors, and much, much more. Also be sure to check out the walking taco and snow cones, as well as the deep fried tweeters band. Deep fried tweeters? I hope the DFTs are DTF, Darwin True Fanatics. I'm pretty sure they are. Plus, you will not want to miss real live lions. Dave, there will not be real live lions there. Sure there will. It says here, the Lions Club will be serving 1919 root beer, hamburgers, brats, and beer. You do know what a Lions Club is, right, Dave? Yeah, it's when up to three male lions, 12 female lions, and their young congregate and live together in a group. I'm pretty sure that's called a pride of lions. I don't really think so. Otherwise, the group of civic-minded men and women who will be serving the 1919 root beer, hamburgers, brats, and beer would call themselves the Lion's Pride. Sheesh! So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system sponsored by Jack Bateman. Oh, hey! We just saw Jack Bateman last weekend. Yeah, it was a wonderful surprise. He was at the Weird Al concerts in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, it was so awesome to get to see him again. Now, Dave, did he mention anything to you about hamsters? He did not. Oh, well then I guess we don't have any content for this episode's hamster alert? That is correct. That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, and Jack Bateman. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters. Allison, Blair, Matthew, Mike, Rim Gems, Jared and Rocky, Javier, Nancy, NES Josh64, Gus and Alicia, Jake, UH Jeff, Kenneth, Scott, Zeb, Adriana, and also thanks to Trevor Son and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our freaking fantastic M. Ethan family friendly, wonderful, wild, and wacky Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, and access to our secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you have not already because you'll be the first to hear our unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised Vanity Tour concert review bonus episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. Make sure you get your orders in today for your official We Hate Intern Frank t-shirts. And I can't believe I even have to say this, but multiple sources have confirmed that a devilishly handsome Canadian hooligan has been selling bootleg We Love Intern Frank and Nous Amons La Intern Frank t-shirts. 
always get your Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast merchandise directly from shop.2000inch.com. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community over at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump the Goody-related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special bonus episode book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you are subscribed because not only does it help the podcast, it also tastes exactly like Strawberry Quick. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to this episode's guest, Eric Appel. We also want to thank Chris Sear, the cartoon-loving geek from Canada, Joe Jaffa, Jackie Rossi, Alexis Adams, and Amy Carter. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you once again for choosing David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and until next time, remember, Red Rump Agouti. And chill. Be sure to tune in to the next episode for part three of three of our interview with the amazing director and writer Eric Appel about his career and weird the Al Yankovic story. That was David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, episode 167 Inch. <laughs> I know you've all been farting by me. I can't smell them, but I can taste them. <laughs>